Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the James Wilson Show. My name is James Wilson and today we will be getting to some of the good news about coronavirus. We'll also talk about the World Health Organization and some of their suspicious behavior and of course we'll get to CNN's opinion on Trump's handling of the coronavirus. Stay tuned, you're listening to the James Wilson Show. Okay, so switching it up today, we'll we'll go ahead and start with some good news as through the coronavirus there has been a lot of bad news so far. The good news is that there in some of the big cities and states such as in New York and New York City, there may be we may have reached the peak of the coronavirus curve. So Cuomo said, quote, this is an enemy that we have underestimated from day one and we had paid the price dearly. Well, the numbers look like they may be turning. Yay, it's over. No, it's not. And other places have made that mistake. And that's what Cuomo said, and he also referenced Hong Kong and South Korea. So, good news is is that we may have reached the peak in some of these early epicenters of the coronavirus in the United States. But as Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's governor of New York, said, basically looking at Hong Kong and South Korea... While we may have reached the peak now, as people go out, the economy starts running again, you're going to see a second peak peak in the coronavirus. So that is what uh, Andrew Cuomo is arguing over here, saying we may reach the point, Trump has mentioned that this may be one of the toughest weeks. As we're at the curve, we are experiencing the most most deaths. While it's not going up anymore, it is the highest it's ever been. So this will be a rough re- week for the United States. But since we're at the top of the curve, we'll probably see less cases from here. Andrew Cuomo does point out a good concern about having that second smaller but still a, a large peak of the coronavirus if everyone goes out, socializes, and has, you know, goes out for business again. So, <clears throat> the Daily Wire reports, quote, if we are plateauing, we are plateauing at a very high level and it's tremendous stress on the healthcare system, Cuomo warned. He also said the maximum fines for violators of social distancing rules have been doubled to $1,000. Quote, I know that's negative for many, many reasons, he said. I know what it does to the economy, but I'm going to choose between public health and economic activity. Because in either event, public health still demands that we stay on pause with businesses closed and schools closed. So, interesting to say that the maximum fines for violators of social um, distancing could be doubled, have been doubled, actually, to $1,000. So, let's take a timeline of what's happened so far so coronavirus enters the united states we don't think it's a big deal because china has lied this gets to the point where they recommend social distancing then governors start shutting down businesses that are quote-unquote non-essential and now they're saying that if you get within six feet of someone the fine can be up to a thousand dollars how ridiculous is that i mean i know we need to be taking safety precautions but most people will be taking these precautions Anyway, because the coronavirus has been proven to be deadly in many circumstances, to suggest that you now have to pay $1,000 for something that the government doesn't even have the power to do is absolutely absurd and ridiculous. There's a funny image online of the founders all gathering to create the Constitution as they're creating the First and Second Amendment 
all of the amendments within the Constitution that lays out how our government works. And there's a quote bub bubble um, next to George Washington that says, this doesn't count if we all get sick, right? And that's exactly what is happening right now. The government is coming in and saying, okay, because there is a public health emergency, we have the right to shut down your businesses and find you, fine you if you violate our rules. So obviously pointing out that we need to be social distancing and wearing masks is is good and officials public health officials should be doing that telling us what we need to be healthy stay healthy but then to suggest that you have to pay a huge fine if you violate this is absolutely absurd so andrew cuomo also mentions he says quote i know that it I know what it does to the economy, but I'm not going to choose between public health and economic activity because in either event, public health still demands that we stay on pause with businesses closed and schools closed. So based on what Andrew Cuomo says, where do we draw the line? So in in his argument, public health is should take number one priority over economic activity, and we need to be saving as many lives as possible. Now, I agree we need to be mitigating the coronavirus taking steps and precautions, warning people of the coronavirus and how to take care of it. Obviously, I believe that a $1,000 fine is absolutely ridiculous and absurd and the government has no power to do so. But the, you know, the CDC, public health officials should be coming out saying how we can stop it. But to suggest that public health has a 100% priority over economic activity is a little is a little much. It's a very slippery slope. And if you don't stand clearly where you're going to draw the line, you're going to slip and fall all over the place because it's going to be a public policy mess. So, for example, flu causes deaths every year, 60 to 100,000 deaths in the United States. But we won't shut down businesses because of that. Because the flu is not as dangerous, public health officials, including Andrew Cuomo in New York, say that, you know, Obviously, they haven't directly talked to this, but they make that decision as governor that even though there's a risk of flu going around because businesses are open, because people are not social distancing, especially in big cities such as New York, as Bill de Blasio is the mayor of, you still don't shut down businesses. There is an economic and public health balance. And in this crisis, it seems like Andrew Cuomo, Bill de Blasio, and many other governors are may and mayors are not recognizing this. For some reason, they think it's lives versus money. But on a daily basis, in a regular situation, they are making the same decision. It's just not as public as the coronavirus. It's, you know, the flu that still causes deaths. So there is somewhere you have to draw the line. And Andrew Cuomo has done that with flu, saying that businesses, you know, should stay open during, you know, the flu season, as we've seen over the past many years of businesses being open during the winter. That's the whole reason why they're able to be open. And they should be open because economic activity, the flow of money, people being able to have jobs, make money to provide and feed for their family is an important activity. It's not public health and saving lives versus saving money. It's public health lives versus economic lives, because the truth is if you shut down the entire economy for anything that you want, for to save just one 
one life because of the coronavirus, you're going to completely ruin your economy. If you just look over the past couple of weeks and at this point two months, we have been destroying our economy because we are shutting down businesses. And to suggest that all of this is necessary is something that we really should have to be considering at this point. I Again, I will reiterate it. It's not public health lives versus money. It's public health lives versus versus you know workers versus economic lives and the truth is is if we shut down everything because there is some risk of the flu or the coronavirus our our stocks will plummet no one will be going to work anymore and we would not only be going into a recession we would be going into a a, a depression which is which has much more dramatic and long-term effects than actually enacting the public health policy. So so to suggest, as Andrew Cuomo says, that public health is top priority over economic activity is very wrong, and he knows that. He's done that with the flu. Obviously, the flu causes deaths, and we don't shut down all businesses to save just one life, because if you shut down all businesses, you're going to ruin a lot of other workers' lives. If if you're really going by this reason, Andrew Cuomo, we should have the economy shut down forever. Okay, so next we move on to the World Health Organization, who now claims that abortion needs to be essential during the coronavirus. Now, I've already made my opinion uh, clear on abortion. Abortion is never essential in or in some exceptions. The exception I can think of is in mother's health. If the mother is going to die, there would be a reason, but for any other reason, abortion is never essential. Republicans aren't taking advantage of the moment, labeling it unessential. They want it to be not not only non-essential, but illegal all the time. And that so that's not taking advantage of the situation. Not at all. But the World Health Organization now suggests that abortion is essential as businesses are shutting down, some are being left open, some are not, and they're saying that they should stay open because abortion is necessary. So, Daily Wire reports, quote, This includes contraception, high-quality care during and after pregnancy and childbirth, and safe abortion to the full extent of the law, the group said. Several states have closed abortion clinics, refusing to label abortion services as essential during a time of crisis. Planned Parenthood and affiliated abortion rights groups are suing those states, claiming that shutting down clinics, even during a global pandemic, is a violation of constitutional rights. Of course, its commitment to abortion is the least of the World Health Organization's problems. On Monday, members of Congress, including Arizona Senator Martha McSally, Republican from Arizona, demanded that the United States investigate the World Health Organization and its ties to the Chinese government, and particularly why the WHO, or World Health Organization, took Chinese information about the virus as face value, even as death rates inside China inside China began to climb. So before we get into the World Health Organization, which we will get into some suspicious behavior, I've been blaming China a lot on this on the show, which they are responsible for. The World Health Organization did take lots of the Chinese government's information about the coronavirus for face value, as Martha McSally, a Republican from Arizona, does point out. And that's some suspicious behavior, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, let's focus on the fact that, that the World Health Organization labeled abortion essential. So, 
the, the World Health Organization said that safe abortion to the full extent of the law is necessary and essential during this time of crisis. Has, have any of you ever heard of a safe abortion? Now, it's never safe to kill another child. There may be more gruesome ways to kill a child, but there's no such thing as a safe murder, saying that people are going to be brutally murdered, so it's better for them to be murdered in a more safe way. That doesn't make any sense at all. No one makes that argument. Officials, public health officials, you know, forensic officials, public government officials all argue that we should try to reduce crime, not try to reduce the gruesomeness of it, still have murder, but it to just be in a quote-unquote safer way. No, that's not the argument. The argument is to get rid of murder, to try to solve crime, to try to solve it in a way where less people are murdered a year. So there's no such thing as a safe abortion. There's no such thing as a safe murder of a child. That just doesn't make sense. What's safe about death? Is there, you know, sure... Would you rather die in your sleep or fall out of a building to your death, 2,000 feet in the air? Well, there's a difference there, but death isn't safe in any case, and it's the same here. While different ways of killing the child may be different, we should be working on trying to eliminate abortion, not make it safer, and that's not an argument we make with murder. So, for for first of all, the World Health Organization to say that you can make abortion safe is actually absolutely ridiculous. They um, claim that abortion services are essential and that Planned Parenthood is suing the states for shutting down their clinics, saying that it's a violation of the cons- their constitutional rights. So, hang on here. The same people who are arguing that it is their constitutional right to be able to kill another baby, which, first of all, quick easy violation of the 14th Amendment. The the Declaration of Independence states that there's, you know, everyone has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, there's a big difference there. You know, Declaration of Independence and Constitution. The same people who say it's their constitutional right to kill another child are also the same people arguing that gun gun stores should be shut down. And in times of crisis... Times of crisis and not times of crisis, abortion is never essential and should be shut down forever. Now, of course, mother's health, that's a different issue. But in almost every circumstance, 99.999% of the time, abortion is never essential and should never be legal. So the same people are saying that it's their violation, it's a violation of their constitutional rights, say that gun stores should be closed and to you know, because they're not essential and we would promote public safety. First, absolutely ridiculous. Second, if we look at the Second Amendment, this is something guaranteed by the Constitution. Abortion is not guaranteed by the Constitution. In fact, it's actually refuted by the Constitution, as we just mentioned. Okay, so now we're going to be getting into the other part of this, which is the World Health Organization as it receives funding from the United States and the activity... That they, that they were involved in uh, for the coronavirus. So um, McSally, as we already mentioned, Martha McSally, a Republican from Arizona, is a senator. In a tweet said, Dr. Tedros deceived the world. At one point, he even praised China's transparency during its coronavirus response efforts, despite a mountain of evidence showing the regime concealing the severity of the outbreak. This deception costs lives. 
exactly right here. World Health Organization took for face value what China had to say, even though there was, as as they point out, a mountain of evidence to suggest that China is lying. And as we talked about on the last show, China is still lying about their numbers in Wuhan. It could be 16 times worse than we actually think at this point. Martha McSally also said, quote, In early February, days after President Trump put in place a travel ban for foreign nations who had recently been to China, Tedros panned coronavirus responses that unnecessarily interfere with international travel and trade. He also tweeted praise for China on March 20th, saying, For the first time, China has reported no domestic COVID-19 cases yesterday. This is an amazing achievement, which gives us all reassurance that the coronavirus can be beaten, as Dr. Tedros is the head of the World Health Organization. There's even clips of people from the World Health Organization, or in this case, just one person, as I saw in this interview, saying that they would want to receive treatment in China. This is what the World Health Organization is telling us, and this is why it cost lives. So the World Health Organization taking what China has to say for face value was obviously a big mistake, and should cause reason for Trump, the Trump administration, members of Congress to inget, investigate the World Health Organization and how much money we are actually involving with them with. If this is the main reason they are around the World Health Organization is to prevent things like this, to prevent the spread. And during, you know, this global pandemic, all they can do is condemn Trump of being xenophobic, you know, as Biden said, or saying that the travel bans weren't necessary, and then to downplay the seriousness of it for believing word for word what China has to say. There are many reasons why the Trump investigation should be investigating the World Health Organization. So foreign policy says, quote, the Trump administration is eyeing steep cuts to global health funds in its 2021 budget proposal, slashing more than $3 billion in overall programs including half of its annual funding to the World Health Organization, or also known as WHO, which is leading the fight against the deadly coronavirus update. Law outbreak, my bad. Lawmakers from the House and Senate Appropriations Committee pressed officials from the State Department and U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, at a brief on briefing on February 7th, previewing the budget to explain why it made sense to scale back spending at a time when the world is facing the threat of a deadly coronavirus in China that has spread in limited numbers to other countries across the world, according to congressional aides familiar with the matter. The cuts are part of a broader proposal by the Trump administration to cut more than 21% of the federal budget for foreign aid, proposing $44 billion for 2021 from the $55 billion Congress enacted in 2020. So first, for foreign policy to suggest that the World Health Organization is leading this deadly fight against coronavirus, and yet they're reporting the numbers that China is giving them, even though the Washington Post has proven them to be wrong, the numbers from Wuhan, China, to downplay the seriousness of this alongside China, taking advantage of what China had to say, telling the truth, um, um, taking what China says as if they are telling the truth, is ma- mainly one of the reasons why this caused this problem. There are studies that suggest that the coronavirus could be reduced by 95% if China had just tell- told the truth. And for the World Health Organization to spread those lies did not help at all. So, 
So for foreign policy to suggest that the World Health Organization is leading the fight against the deadly coronavirus update outbreak, I said update again, outbreak, that's, that's ridiculous. No, the Trump administration, you know, members of Congress are doing stuff to help lead the fight in the United States. The World Health Organization is one of the reasons why we have this problem in the first place, and it is rightly so that Trump should be looking into cutting funding to the World Health Organization. Again, if this is the entire point of their existence and they can't do the jo- their job when they need to, not only should top um, top officials such as Dr. Tedros, as McSally, and the Arizona Republican senator, not only should he resign, but we should seriously be considering our fun- funding to the World Health Organization. Actually, in a press briefing on Tuesday, Trump actually announced that we would temporarily be closing our funding to the World Health Organization as we investigate what they actually did. This is something that we should completely be investigating. If we find there's some fraud, there's some corruption in this, we should stop our funding through the World Health Organization until they get things around. Again, we still have to realize that we're $22 trillion in debt and no way out at this point. So we seriously have to be considering who we're helping. And if we're giving billions of dollars to organizations who aren't doing their jobs, why not cut it? Why not investigate them? Why not stop funding until we can figure out, get to the bottom of this, what actually happened? All right, so the last piece of news for today happens to be, again, about the coronavirus. Um, as all of the news has been for a couple of weeks at this point. So this comes from a CNN opinion article titled, Trump Coronavirus Hyperpartisan Opinion. CNN says, quote, I'm a cheerleader for the country, President Donald Trump said in his final coronavirus press conference in March, a month in which the U.S. death toll increased from two to more than 4,000. It was a rare moment of honesty in a press conference typical, typically full of falsehoods. Trump has always been a cheerleader, a hype man, a master marketer of himself, which he parlayed into hyperpartisan politics and the presidency. But with apologies to cheerleaders, Trump is confronting a crisis he can't hype this way out of. He is standing on the sidelines, out of his depth, and now we're all paying the price. What we need in the presidency right now is a quarterback, someone who commonly call calmly calls strategic plays under intense pressure. Instead, we have Donald Trump, and his instincts are perfectly wrong for a pandemic. Pandemics don't care about partisan politics, but Trump definitely does. And so we've been, we've seen a politicized and often pity response to the crisis from the president, despite having some of the best scientists scientific experts Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks on his team. We've seen the president diss Democratic governors in the hardest-hit states from New York to Washington to Michigan saying, when they disrespect me, this they're disrespecting our government. Someone should remind him that, that to get respect, you've got to give respect. But now we may be seeing that reflexive partisanship trickling down to the the delivery of critical medical supplies at a time when body bags are building up across the country. Okay, so this is absolutely ridiculous at this point. First, when Trump says, quote, I am a cheerleader for the country, he's not saying that he's not a quarterback. He's not saying that all he's doing is cheering and there's nothing else he can do at this point. By saying that he is a cheerleader, he said, 
First of all, I'm doing everything I can. And second of all, I believe we'll get through this. I am cheering Americans on as businesses are stepping up, as citizens are stepping up, social distancing, wearing masks. And he's proud of that. He's cheering Americans on. In no way is he saying, all right, I'm a cheerleader. I'm cheering you on and that's all I can do. Funny enough to mention, CNN is not the one that covers the press briefings live. Even MSNBC does that, which is absolutely ridiculous for CNN to claim they're an objective site and then to not display that type of content that will show their viewers what Trump is actually doing at this point. So if CNN really believes that Trump isn't doing anything, they should, they should actually show the press conference conferences. They should stop boycotting them and show people that he's not doing anything. The reason why they don't want to show them is because it looks good for Trump. Trump is doing so much at these press conferences, giving so much data, so much up-to-date data on what the government is doing at this point to help prevent the coronavirus from further spreading and mitigating the effects we already have. That's why CNN does not want to show it. And for them to suggest that Trump isn't doing anything and then won't show any of its viewers... What he's actually doing is absolutely ridiculous. And this is an opinion article, but it's still crazy. So what has Trump done at this point? Well, first, he has enacted a travel ban, which, as we got to a second ago, the World Health Organization said was unnecessary. Obviously, looking back, that was. Additionally, he's he's recommended a new drug, which has actually been very helpful in our fight against the coronavirus. And simply because he referenced that drug... Many Democrats, even CNN, refused to accept that it could help. You know, you know, now they're accepting that it could help. But at the time he suggested that, they're boycotting him. They were getting down on him and saying how terrible that was for him to say that. Saying that he was the president of the country and he has so much influence on Americans and how he should never say anything like that. So CNN is actually going the opposite way in which Trump is doing and fighting against him in his fight to defeat the coronavirus. Um, CNN said, quote, pandemics don't care about partisan politics, but Trump definitely does. Trump said he would pass the stimulus package for $2 trillion. Republicans worked in Congress to try to get Democrats approval. And Nancy Pelosi came in at the 11th hour and said, we need to include some Green New Deal stuff, Green, Green New Deal contents in the bill and stopped the bill. That is not Republicans. That is Democrats stopping you know, all the bills that Trump has been trying to sign at this point, obviously that one did get signed after that nasty partisan play. Is that Trump playing partisan politics or is that Democrats playing partisan politics? They also mentioned that, he, that he's doing a terrible job despite his scientific experts, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks. Any guesses who appointed these people to the task force? AK, also known as Donald Trump assembled the task force as Democrats were working on impeachment and signing the impeachment articles. So yes, Trump has some of the best appointed scientific experts to the field. However, public health is different than the economic health and safety of our country. If you if you have a terrible economic system, you can't provide good medical care. You have to balance it. You have to make sure people are are able to work for money so they can feed their families, so that they can get health care, so that they can live in a place that's sustainable to life. 
You cannot just fully rely on public health and have no economy. We've seen this in Venezuela. If you have a poor economic, if, if you have a very poor economy, it's hard to support, be supported in a public health crisis because you don't have any money. No one has any money and no one has any resources to help prevent that. So when Dr. Anthony Fauci suggests that it would be best for public health to shut down everything for months. Well, you can't do that as president because that would totally ruin our economy. That would that would lead us into something worse than the Great Depression at this point. So while Dr. Anthony Fauci may be suggesting something from a public health standpoint, that does not mean that Donald Trump has to follow everything he says. And that's why he's even suggesting that he may he may create an economy task force to help try to balance public health and the economy as both are important. And it's not public health lives versus money. It's public health lives versus economic lives. And you have to consider both. So just directly, strictly taking Anthony Fauci's and direct, um, Deborah Burke's word for it, you can't do that. And you can't criticize Trump for that because you have to balance public health and the economy. All Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks are worried about is the public health side of it. So it's ridiculous to say that Trump is disregarding what Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks have to say because if he did, he wouldn't let them speak. He wouldn't have them on the task force. He wouldn't hold a press briefing every day to let them inform Americans, which CNN isn't showing, of what's happening on the coronavirus. Another thing they mention is that President Trump is blaming blaming states such as from New York to Washington to Michigan, saying that they disrespect him. Well, the government, Donald Trump, is doing everything they can to try to provide ventilators, masks, everything they can do to try to, you know, mitigate the problems of the coronavirus. But you've got governors such as Andrew Cuomo going out there and saying that this is all Trump, Trump's fault. I mean, what are you going to do if you're working hard? So it says someone should remind him that to get respect, you've got to give respect. That's not something that applies to Donald Trump. That's something that applies to Andrew Cuomo. Donald Trump has 50 countries. I mean, not 50 countries, 50 states. 50 states that he, that, you know, the national government is in charge of. And you have to figure out how you're going to allocate those resources. And Andrew Cuomo is mad about that. He's mad at Donald Trump. If he wants to get respect, he's got to give respect for what Donald Trump is doing. It's not the other way around. And I'm quoting CNN here. So interesting opinion article from CNN. Trump has been doing so much to help prevent the coronavirus. If you just look at the press conferences he's holding every day for even two and a half hours, taking questions from the press, having Anthony Fauci speak, uh, Surgeon General speak, Deborah Burke speak, Mike Pence speak, all of these different important key leaders to fight the coronavirus, that shows us he cares. And I wouldn't take CNN's word for it because they don't even show the press briefings live. I would suggest that if you want to know what Trump's doing, you watch the press briefings, you see what he's doing, and you'll start to realize that 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 what the media is portraying him as is absolutely false. Thank you for listening to this episode of The James Wilson Show. My name is James Wilson, and stay tuned for more.